Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is tree, T-R-E-E. Really? You bet your life! More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... I accept the nomination. Oh, that's me! Well, here I am again with $1,500 for one of our couples. Don't even say the secret word. The duck will come down and pay him a hundred bucks. The word tonight is tree. We asked for people with interesting occupations to volunteer tonight, and just before we went on the air, uh, these are the two that were selected. Laura B. Winner and William Thomas meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and divide a hundred dollars. It's a common word, something you see every day. Miss uh, Laura B. Winner, eh? That's right. Where are you from, Laura? I'm, uh was born in Tazewell County, state of Illinois, near Peoria, Illinois. Oh, that's where those but breweries are. I was born are. in Tazewell okay. County. You were born where? In Tazewell County. I wasn't born in Peoria County. Oh. Well, is that on the outskirts of the brewery? Or? Well, uh, there was uh, breweries in our locality. Uh-huh. Could you give us a, a... I don't like to ask this question, but could you give us an approximate... Uh, uh, your approximate age? Uh, roughly, you know. Forty-six. Well, that, that's rough enough. All right. <laughs> Mr. William Thomas? Yes, sir. Got your name backwards, haven't you? Shouldn't your name be Thomas Williams? No, no, William Thomas. Oh. Where are you from? Where are you from, Tom? I was born in downtown Los Angeles. You were born downtown? No, no, I was born near downtown. Los oh, Angeles. did your mother get a ticket for parking overtime? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, she played it smart, eh? Parked in a delivery zone, eh? <laughs> Laura, let's get back to you in that brewery. By the way, uh, are you the one they wrote that song about? Uh, which song is that? Well, I was I was thinking of Chloe, but I'll accept any song. <laughs> Are you married, uh, Laura? No. Well, that's a shame. An attractive, intelligent girl like you. Uh, would you Would you like to get married someday? Not particularly. <laughs> well, that's a very shifty answer, Laura. <laughs> what do you mean, not particularly? Uh... Well, I'm not looking for a husband. No. Why Why wouldn't you like to get married? Well, I've tried it three times. <laughs> well, so what? The Republicans have tried it four times. <laughs> and they're still punching. Now, Laura, Fetterman says you have an interesting occupation. Uh, what is it you do? Well, I own the uh, winner PBX switchboard school in the 6th and Hobart building here in Los Angeles, California. PBX? Uh, yes, sir. I, well, I, don't, I don't quite understand. What are you talking about? Uh, well, what PBX, is a PBX? A PBX means private branch exchange. That is the operator that handles the calls in the companies where they have uh, a necessity for many phones, many calls coming in. And the PBX operator is the one that receives the calls first. Uh, do you think there's a, a good future in it for me? Well, the PBX work as uh, operators is very good for elderly gentlemen um, <laughs> that are not uh, 
they're not physically able to do manual labor any longer. <laughs> but they have a great deal of gray matter, and they're not ready for the shelf yet. So it really is a good occupation. How would you like it if I came down to your place and pulled all the wires out of your PBX? <laughs> Tom, that's you, Bill. Uh, what, uh, what kind of work do you do? I'm a postman. Oh, really? Well, it's nice to have you here. A little later, we can all play post office. Huh? <laughs> You're a postman, eh? Yes. Postman. I can't think of any postman jokes. Uh, oh, yes. Did you hear about the woman who sued the doctor for operating on her husband? Was that the one that opened her mail? Yes, I heard that one. <laughs> You're quite a card yourself, aren't you? <laughs> now, you stay right here and see if you can't win some money. It's been very, very educational talking to you two. I don't know if your name is Tom or Willie now. Which is it? Bill. Bill, Bill that's good. I hope you win lots of our money here tonight. See, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,500 question. Right now, I want you to pay attention to something of great importance. Friends, the car you should own is a DeSoto. DeSoto, designed and built to give you extra comfort, extra safety, and extra performance. Consider these famous DeSoto features. For extra performance, there's the mighty 160-horsepower DeSoto Fire Dome V8 engine. The sensational new engine that gives you all the power you can use while burning regular fuel, not costly premium fuel. You get extra performance, too, from DeSoto Full Power Steering. Full Power Steering, which lets you turn the wheels with just one finger, even when your car is standing still. DeSoto Full Power Steering works for you all the time, not some of the time. In your DeSoto... You also get the extra comfort of Auroflow shock absorbers, which turn even the roughest roads into boulevards. Of course, you also get famous DeSoto chair-high seats. Talk about extra safety. Huge DeSoto 12-inch brakes give you a safe, sure stop every time. No car in America has bigger brakes. And thanks to DeSoto power braking system, these huge brakes are completely effective with just half the pedal pressure. There are DeSoto safety rim wheels, the wheels which materially reduce the danger of loss of control after blowout. Truly, DeSoto is the finest car value on the road. Tomorrow, go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and take the five-mile trial in either the mighty DeSoto Fire Dome V8 or the brilliant Powermaster 6. Convince yourself, your next car should be a DeSoto. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected meanings of words. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Oh, $15. Five? No, $15. $15. Come on. $15. $15. All right. If you were loquacious, what would you be? Talkative. Talk talkative is right. And you're off to a good start. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now, how much of the $35 are you going to try this time? Twenty. Talk on. $34.01. $34.03. $34.02. All right. We'll sell halfway between $34.02. All right. If you were emaciated, what would you be? Uh, thin. That's right. Thin is right. Don't go any further. 
You now have $69.02. Here you go. Here's your third question. How much are you going to go for? Um, Talk up, um, kids. Six, $69.01, then. Okay. How much? $69.01. If you were irate, what would you be? Angry. Angry, man. Angry is right. You've now climbed to $138.03. How much are you going to bet? All Fast now. Come on. All, all of it. it. All of it. Here's your lay. All right. You're going to bet uh, all of it. If you were obese, what would you be? Fat. Fat is Fat. right. Good boy, Lord. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh no. No? You wouldn't kiss each other? Well, with all that money? Huh? <laughs> and you wind up with $276.06. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a man in uniform to be on the show. His name is Private Herb Wiedemann. His partner, also chosen by our audience, is Mrs. Babette Pearson. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word. It's something you see every day. Babette uh, Pearson, huh? Eh? And Herb uh, Wiedemann. That's right. Man in uniform, huh? Eh? That's right. You must be another political candidate, are you? No, I'm not. What are you running for, son? Nothing. I see. You didn't accept the nomination willingly, eh? <laughs> you just prefer to get drafted? That's what I did. Where are you from, General? Boulder, Colorado. Oh. I was born in Glendale, California. Oh. Mrs. Uh, Pearson. Yes. Where, where are you from? I was born in Oskaloosa, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Are, are you married? Yes, I am. What's your excuse for being here? Are you, are you a candidate? No, I'm a welcome wagon hostess. Uh, a what? Welcome wagon. Welcome wagon? Is that so? I noticed when you walked in here, you, you were wagon, but I didn't realize it. <laughs> I didn't realize it meant welcome. Huh? <laughs> How come you're on the wagon? Did you take the pledge, Babette? And if so, where did you put it? <laughs> uh, what is a welcome wagon? Well, uh, I call on people to make them more, uh, better acquainted, people when they move new into the community, and uh, tell them about the churches and schools and some of the friendly merchants. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be specific. Now, suppose I moved into your community. What is the procedure? What's the first thing you do? Well, after you have moved, then I would call on you with my little basket. Oh, Red Riding Hood. <laughs> what do you mean with your basket? Are you an undertaker? What have you got in your little basket besides a Tommy gun? Oh, uh, some civic material and uh, some gifts, a uh, free wash job, a uh, bouquet of flowers, a yardstick. Pretty handy stuff, huh? <laughs> How does all this strike you, this kind of stuff? Uh... Strikes me just fine, sir. What does? Miss Welcome Wagon. <laughs> Would you be interested in a free car wash and some flowers? Uh? Well, I think the Army provides us with everything we need, sir. I guess that's true, but once in a while, don't you soldiers yearn for something soft around your neck? <laughs> like a car wash and a permanent wave? <laughs> they use soft soap, you know. <laughs> what happens when you first get in the Army? Do they meet you with a welcome wagon and a basket of goodies? <laughs> no, sir, but we did get a uh, orientation speech from the commanding general who t- told us what the Army expected of us. Mm-hmm. And did you tell the general what you expected of him? What did they expect from you? Uh... Well, they expected us to do our best and learn as much as possible, so uh, if and when we get in combat, we'll be able to uh, do our job, job well. Well, I hope you stood right up and told them what you expected of the Army, didn't you? <laughs> That's right, you know, you can do that now. This is the new Army. 
You can tell a general off any time you feel like it. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, you try it sometimes. They don't even get mad. Nothing happens except you get shot the following morning. But it's still very friendly. They use soft-nosed bullets. You hardly feel it. Well, you make a very charming couple, and my advice to both of you is to take a ride in the new DeSoto Fire Dome 8, and you'll live happily ever afterwards. All right, now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,500 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The postman and his partner won $276.06, and the secret word is tree. Here we go. Let's see how high I can bridge your $20. You selected male and female of the species. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? This is Mr. Fenneman. This is uh, this is Barbette. She has a welcome wagon. <laughs> You're going to bet fifteen dollars. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Are you ready, soldier? Ready. Sir. Do you acquiesce? Are you in full accord with this uh, decision? All right. Now, what do you call a male duck? Gander. You have to decide on one answer between you. Now. Oh. Duck. I'm sorry. It was named after a hotel in Chicago, the Drake. <laughs> you dropped down to five dollars. Well, that's a shame. That's too bad. Well, remember, you're going for fifteen hundred dollars tonight, and that's the big money. Now, how much of the five dollars are you going to try this time? Two. Two. Two dollars. All right. What do you call a male sheep? Talk it over. A ram. A ram is right. <laughs> Well, you're on your way again. You have seven dollars. Here's your third question. How much are you going to bet? Um, three. Okay. Three dollars. Oh, this is this is this is duck syrup. Now, what do you call a male goose? Gander. A gander. That's right. It was. It was named after a hotel in Chicago. Again. You now have ten dollars. Now you have ten dollars, and it's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? Talk about it. Ten dollars. you're going to buy. What do you call a female rabbit? Doe. That's right. It was named after the Treasury in Washington. A doe is right. <laughs> and you wind up with twenty dollars, but I don't think that's enough. Is it, Groucho? No, I, I don't think no. so. I think we ought to give him a chance to uh, win some real money here. I'm going to give you one more question. You get your uh, get this right, and it'll bring your winnings up to twenty five dollars. Who? No, no coaching, please. <laughs> Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Charles <laughs> Grant is right. <laughs> Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Uh, Groucho. Yes. Uh, before we go on here tonight, yes. I. Uh, well, I you s- are on here tonight, aren't you? I mean, before we go on with the show. Oh, before you proceed with the show is what you mean, huh? Yes, before we proceed with the show, yes, I, I th- like Let's to mention. Let's be specific about this. <laughs> I'll try to be. Yes. I wanted to mention that. Um, I bought one of your record albums. You did? Well, I appreciate it. And it's very charming, really. Well, I, I'm astonished that you're so surprised, George. Huh? <laughs> yes, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, should I? Uh, I was sort of hoping maybe you'd tell the, the people here oh, about it. very nice of you, George. That's the Decker album that I made with Victor Young's orchestra. We did six songs by Calman Ruby, and uh, songs like Captain Spaulding and um, Omaha, Nebraska, and Dr. Hackenbush, and... They're on sale at all record stores, and I understand they're going very well, and I hope you'll all drop in and buy one of these uh, recordings before they're all gone, because they're going like hotcakes. 
And uh, some of the songs sound like hotcakes, but I, I trust you'll all go out and purchase one of these records. Otherwise, I will be a public judge. Now, who is next on the agenda? That's what they always say at the American Legion, the Shrine, places like that. Well, we have some... I, what do you know what that means, agenda? Do I, I, I don't know what it means, and I don't want to embarrass you. List, I think. Is that what it means? I'm not sure. I mean, a boat can have a list without having an agenda, <laughs> can it? We invited Well, some... look it up after the show, you know? We have some newlyweds for you, Gracia. Really? Yeah. I'll were... take half of them. <laughs> I'll take the distaff side. <laughs> they were uh, selected by our studio audience just before we went on the air, and I'd like to have you meet them now. Well, how nice. Mr. and Mrs. Robert Donnelly, meet Groucho Marx. Well, look at this. Newlyweds, eh? Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, and for me, too. Say the secret word and take home $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Bob, where are you from? Patterson, New Jersey. Well, how old are you? 30. 30? Mm-hmm. And uh, Mrs. Donnelly, uh, I presume that's you. Uh, What is your front name? Ia. Beg your pardon, what was that again? Ia. I thought that's what you said. (laughs) My ears aren't what they used to be. (laughs) Oh, McDonald had a farm. (laughs) Ia, (laughs) Ia, (laughs) Ia. Is that named after you? uh... I don't think so. Mrs. Uh, Donnelly, uh, how how do you spell your name? Ia. You write a letter. You say you can get through fast, can't you? <laughs> How old are you? Uh... Twenty-five. Where are you from, Ia? Yeah? Uh, I was from Kansas City originally, but I came out here several years ago. Uh-huh. I live in California well, you now. Live, well, that's life. Here today and gone tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what made you decide to come to Los Angeles? Uh, was it Ia? No, uh, I was out here for a while during the war, Groucho, and decided to come out again. Oh, you were in the service then? Yeah. How did you happen to meet Ia? Well, I was driving along one of the Los Angeles streets, and uh, uh, she was standing on a corner waiting for the traffic light to change in a halter and shorts. And I uh, was watching her. She sounds like a horse. (laughs) I was watching her instead of watching where I was driving, and I smashed into the car in front of me. So a lot of people came around, and uh, uh, I asked her for her phone number, and just in case I needed a witness... What kind of an impression did Hot Rod Charlie make on you at this uh, place meeting? I know what kind of an impression he made on the car in front of him. Well, I was very impressed well, with him, yes. He... Was it a whirlwind courtship? Uh, did you get married on the corner there? No. Well, tell us about it. Was it exciting? Well, it was pretty exciting. What uh, took place? Uh... While I was courting her, she had her appendix out. And, uh, was this on the corner? No. <laughs> well, what happened? Well, her. Uh, uh, we both like movies. We went to a lot of movies together, about 12 a week. Uh-huh. And uh, her cat gave birth to seven kittens in an old tree in the backyard. <laughs> Wait! You said cat, and that's the secret word. We've changed it from tree to cat now, and you, uh, you split $100 between them. You get 50 and he gets 50. Here, <laughs> yeah, how about the proposal? Was it romantic? Oh, yes, it was very romantic. It was after dinner, and we were playing beautiful classical music on the record player. You're pretty shrewd, huh? You really set the scene. <laughs> Bob, did you get down on one knee when you proposed? No, I was washing dishes. 
Before you were married? <laughs> Brother, were you hooked? <laughs> well, that scene must have been very romantic. Two young lovers in front of the sink holding dishpan hands. <laughs> in a frenzy of passion, Bob squeezes the dish rag and she says yes. <laughs> and he says, will you be my little Brillo forever and ever? <laughs> well, you make a very engaging couple, even if you are married. Now, Bob, do you have any pet names for her? Oh, yeah, I call her, uh... I call her Squash. Isn't that romantic? <laughs> Why do you call her Squash? Well, every time I lie on the sofa in the front room, she sits on my stomach. Well, that's logical. I suppose if she sat on your head, you'd call her Cabbage. <laughs> what kind of work do you do, uh, Bob? Well, I'm an apprentice glassblower. Now, what does an apprentice last blow a blow? Do you just hang around doing nothing until 5 o'clock and then blow? <laughs> no, we uh, make all kinds of glass products, neon lighting and uh, medical tubing, vials, goblets, glasses, you bottles. manufacture goblets? Yeah. I always thought a gobbler was a small sailor filled with wine. <laughs> Did you like that one, mate? That was pretty good, but I've heard better. <laughs> Well, let's hear the one that uh, cracks them up down at the glassworks. <laughs> let's well, hear it. There's, uh, there's a sta- the, the standard one about uh, the glassblower that comes to work with the hiccups, and he blew 115 percolator tops before they could stop him. Well, let's go back to where your wife was sitting on your stomach. <laughs> well, you're a very nice young couple, and I hope you win lots of money here tonight. Now, what would you do if you won $1,500? Oh, I think I'd put it in an account for Deborah. Deborah? Well, that's very nice. Who is she? Some dish down at the glass factory? <laughs> no, Deborah is the name we've decided to give to our first child. Well, that's a very pretty name, but uh, won't he feel sort of embarrassed on his <laughs> on his 19th birthday if he gets a shaving mug with Debbie on it? <laughs> All right, now it's time to play your bet your life. Run your 20 bucks into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,500 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. The postman and his partner still lead with $276.06. Here we go. Let's see how high I can budget $20. You selected stars of foreign movies. That's a pretty tough one. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? And one answer between you on the answers. Fifteen. Fifteen. Who starred as Hamlet in the Academy Award movie? Lawrence Olivier. Right. Lawrence Olivier. Off to a good start, you have $35. I forgot. They saw 12 movies in a week. Remember you're going... You're going for fifteen hundred dollars tonight. How much of your thirty-five dollars you're going to try this time? Thirty-four ninety-nine. All right. Who was the ballet dancer who starred in Red Shoes and Tales of Hoffman? Uh, Moira Shearer. Moira Shearer is right. Really climbing. You have sixty-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Here's your third question. How much will you bet? Sixty-nine ninety-eight. <clears throat> who played the title role in The Private Life of Henry VIII? Charles Lawton. Right. 
You now have $139.97. And is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much of this vast sum are you going to bet this time? Uh, bet it all. Shoot the works. Who played the lead in Elephant Boy? Sabu. Sabu is right. <laughs> now kiss him like you did when you had the halter on. <laughs> now here's the news. You wind up with $279.94. And that means that you, our young married couple, get the chance in just one minute at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Friends, I'd like to remind you about getting your car ready for colder weather. And be sure to tell them, George, there's a lot more to it than just getting antifreeze and having your oil changed. Well, that's right. If you expect your car to start on the coldest winter mornings, to shift smoothly, to operate efficiently, then the place for you to take it right away is to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's. First, for easier shifting on even the coldest days, your transmission will get the proper lubricants. For quicker winter starting, your battery will be checked. To handle the increased electrical load of winter driving, the DeSoto Plymouth dealer mechanics will step up the generator and check your spark plugs. The brakes of your car are especially vital in bad weather, so they'll be carefully serviced for safer winter stopping. The master technicians at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers will tune the engine of your car, too, to make sure it will give you economical operation mile after mile. And, of course, you'll get the proper oil, your radiator will be cleaned and flushed, you'll get a good antifreeze, all the things your car needs to give you worry-free operation even in the coldest weather. And believe me, you'll be amazed how little you pay for all this expert service for your car. So drive in for that cold weather checkup tomorrow, wherever you see the famous sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Well, here's our young married couple, Groucho, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. All right, now... uh... Nice and quiet. Here we go for $1,500. Give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. So think carefully and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. I'm sure everyone is familiar with a perennially popular poem which begins with the line, "'Twas the night before Christmas. For $1,500, tell me the name of this children's classic. You got 15 seconds. What's the answer you two have decided upon? A visit from St. Nick? You're absolutely right. Ah! You notice how her attitude has changed since they won the big money. Well, that's right. You win $1,500. You wouldn't kiss him that much on the $169. <laughs> And uh, you won a hundred dollars in the uh, for the secret way, yeah, and two hundred and seventy-nine. Figure the whole thing up, uh, Fenneman, and shove it <laughs> under my door. Huh? <laughs> How much? Come on, hey, one fast. I got it right here. Eighteen hundred seventy-nine dollars and ninety-four cents. Start working on. All right, now what, what are you go- what are you going to do with all that swag? Well, I think we'll put it in a savings account, Groucho. 
Well, that's uh, a very commendable way. Yes. <laughs> well, congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. <laughs> Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... See DeSoto Fire Domate... Tomorrow Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council Slow down at sundown You Bet Your Life Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith Music by Jerry Fielding This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast (laughs) 